Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The podcast channel is Sacred Space Healing and the website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm an energy healer and teacher. I've been running my own healing practice since 2007 and these podcasts are here to assist you on your journey of healing and spirituality and gnosis. Um, I share some stories along the way about my own journey as well as things that have assisted clients over the years um, and hopefully will assist you also. The website again is sacredspacehealing.org. Do check it out for meditations, uh, other podcasts and of course the work that I offer. I work with clients around the world um, and I take a new intake of clients every month. So in today's podcast I'd like to shine a light on uh, our wounds our emotional, spiritual uh, woundings, and how, if these remain unhealed, they leave us susceptible to attack, whether that's an emotional attack or a psychic spiritual attack. So, this isn't the podcast to talk about how we get wounded and, and then why we stay wounded, but just to briefly say that if we've experienced trauma in childhood or later on in years, it leaves energetically a rip or a tear in our energy field and in our energetic bodies. So we're made up of many different bodies, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual. Um, People usually lump this all together as aura, but it's far more delicate and refined um, than just that. Uh, It's a very um, intricate um, lettuce you know, lattice work, if you like, of um, of, of different energy uh, traveling through us that keeps us healthy and well and, and is our blueprint. And when we experience trauma, this lattice can get damaged. Um, it can be teared, it can be ripped, um, it can be, uh, it can have massive holes in it. Uh, I remember very early on when I was training in Reiki, Uh, my level one and my level two in Uzui, Um, my Reiki master telling me that, you know, people who do drugs have huge, uh, like, uh, massive holes in their aura, you know, like these black spots, um, so that, you know, energy healers can see the damage that has been done to us uh, or the damage that we've inflicted on ourselves. And later on when I went on and I worked with clients who were doing drugs um, or living quite unhealthy lifestyles, it was really apparent that their energy field was just completely out of whack. You know, something was missing, there was a lot of damage, and you can feel that energetically with your hands when you're trained in healing, but also you can see it if you have um, if you have the gift of sight and seership. Um, so trauma creates as a not only a physical trauma to the body, right? So we have an accident or um, we lose something, we lose someone we love, or we lose a, um, an item or our properties, or uh, we lose our health. You know, that it's not just a physical shock that happens to the body. It's an emotional, spiritual, energetic, uh, mental shock that happens to the body. And this then is very apparent in our energy field. Now, if we don't remedy this, if we don't heal this, if we don't tend to it and stitch it back up, we are basically left with a hole in our energy field. And that hole leaves us susceptible to anything else that wants to attach to us. So any psychic, dirty psychic energy, any entities, um, any psychic attack, 
anything that isn't for our best and highest good can uh, attach itself to that place of the wound. So if we imagine that trauma, um, say it, it creates an actual wound in your body, so you fall down and you cut your leg wide open and you don't tend to it, you don't go home and put some, you know, clean it with water and put you know, that antiseptic on it, you don't go to the doctor, you don't put a bandage on it, you just leave it. Over time, it might heal, right? It might heal. It might heal really badly. It might heal incompletely. It might gather infection. It might get worse. And that's what happens when we don't tend to our inner wounds. And we think, oh, it will just get time heals. It will just go away or I'll just, I'll, I'll watch a box set. I'll go out for a, a drink with my mates. I'll, you know, I'll go on holiday. All these other things that are distractions that aren't about the real healing. And that wound is still there, attracting dirt, attracting more infection, and disempowering us. So it's exactly the same thing when we suffer emotional wounding, uh, psychic wounding, mental wounding, and we don't tend to it, which is why doing the inner work is so important. So when we don't tend to that wounding in our energy field, we now have an open wound. And that can attract psychic attack, and it can attract more of the same. It can attract infection. It can also attract energies and entities that are of a low vibration, that are looking to feed off our pain. Again, a bit like an infection. You know, you might get the, the insect or the bug that likes eating human flesh or that likes to feed off blood. It's exactly the same thing when it happens on a level which we can't see. So we attract those beings, those entities and those humans to us you know, those embodied souls that want to feed off our pain. Why they want to feed off our pain is not a discussion for this podcast, because there's many reasons for that. But their sole purpose in life, or one of their sole purposes, is to feed off the pain of others. They get something out of it. They get joy, they get energy, they get strength. And this is why people who don't tend to their wounds, their inner wounds, their childhood wounds, their traumas, end up living lives that feel cyclical, like they're just going from one bad experience to the next. Because whatever is unhealed in us will keep us vulnerable and susceptible to attack and abuse. Now, I'm not trained in psychology, and I don't claim to be, but even therapists and psychologists and counsellors will say that if you don't, if you haven't addressed your wounding, you are more susceptible to abuse by bullies and abusers and narcissists and people who see, who can just feel your, your trauma. They can feel your vulnerability. And that's what they're drawn to. And that's what they manipulate. So it's no coincidence that, you know, people that were brought up in traumatic homes or were bullied by parents or bullied by peers or um, bullied at school end up having bullying be a part of their life, of their adult life. And they try and change things, but they don't understand why it keeps happening again and again. And often that is because the unhealed wound, the unhealed trauma hasn't been fully addressed. So it's, it's a phenomena that is widely recognized, not only scientifically, we can't just leave our wounds open and not tend to them, but also psychologically, we can't not tend to our psychological wounds. And of course, spiritually and holistically, we know this to be true from an energy perspective. 
So one of the reasons why I bang on about, you know, do the work, do the inner work. There is no right time to do it. There is no perfect time to do it. You will never have the bank balance that you want to have in order to do it. You'll never have all the time in the world to do it. Just do it. Is because the less we do the work, the more we run away from it, the more we put it off, the more we are destroying our own lives and leaving ourselves open to psychic attack and to other forms of abuse. And the more likely we are to get manipulated because we're running on empty. In shamanism, this sort of empty is called soul loss. And there are podcasts that I've done on this out there. There'll, There'll be more that I will do at some point. And when we experience some kind of traumatic event, it's like a part of us escapes, runs away from that event and flees. And in shamanism, it's called soul loss. The psychologists would call it disassociation. And what that does is it leaves us empty. It's like there's a hole, a space in us, where that part of us was. Um, That aspect of us, whether it was the child aspect, the teenager, the adult, the one that loved being in relationships, the one that was creative, you know, that aspect will leave because of some trauma and it takes with it its gifts, you know, the gifts that we have, that we were born with. And if that continues to happen, which can become a pattern, so once you experience trauma once you're more likely to experience it again once you experience soul loss once you're more likely to experience it again similarly once you have an injury in your body you're more likely to get that injury again right so we know again that this is a sort of truth really across all different levels of of healing and self-care so once you've experienced that soul loss it's likely to happen again and again and again and again and eventually we're just empty and when we're empty vessels, when we have, when we're not filled with our power and filled with divine spirit and filled with our essence and filled with our soul truth, we are susceptible to be filled with anything, right? Any energy that wants to take us over, any entity that wants to take us over, um, any darkness that wants to fill us up. And the more we run on empty, the less connected we are to our truth, to our gut knowing, to our intuition, to our God selves, to our soul, to our life purpose, to our joy, to our mission, um, to our beloveds. And we end up in really toxic, traumatic situations. And I see this time and time and again. It's kind of a vicious cycle that so many people find themselves in. And really, the only way to break that is to do the work, is to do the work, is to say, I have to look at this. I have to look at what is the root cause of my relationships not working or, uh, you know, what is the root cause of not having money or what is the root cause of my career not going where I want it to go or whatever it is that you feel is keeping you disempowered. And one of the things that people do is they go, I don't have the money so I won't do the healing or it's not the right time or I've got to work or move or blah, 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 blah. But actually, it's never going to be the right time as in it is always the right time. And the best time to do the work is when you don't have the money and you don't have the time. You know, we've been fed this lie that we have to do the work sitting on a mountaintop and everything has to be perfect. And I have said consistently to clients and students, you do the work as you live it, right? The best time to do the work is when you're in the fire. You're in it and it's not perfect and it's painful because you've got to work really long hours or you know your 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 funds are low or uh, your schedule is crazy but that's how we learn that's how we integrate the healing happens after the healing so to think that the healing has to be this wondrous 
affair where there's plinky plonky music and candles and incense and that's how you will heal is a con that we've been sold. That's just the introduction. The healing happens after when you go back to your life and you put into practice everything that you have accumulated in that healing, whether it's the soul parts that have returned or the energy that you've tapped into or the power animals that you've connected to if you're doing shamanic work or the um, you know the energy that's flowing through your body if you've done energy healing, the coaching mindsets if that's what you've done. You know, it's about application and that's how we become our own best healers and we don't give our power away consistently to other people to fix us because no one can fix us. Um, there is another podcast that will come out soon on you know, how many healers are actually working in the light at the moment and I sadly think that there are very few, I've seen very few healers working in the light. The good ones have gone underground at this time. They're not doing the work because it's too challenging or they're burnt out um, or for whatever other reason. But the majority of healers that are out there right now are charlatans. I can say this because I've crossed paths with them and I can see that their work is lacking efficacy and lacking humility and lacking connection to the light. Some of them know that what they're doing is dark and some of them don't even know. And others have fallen into this mire where they believe they've become as important, as elevated as doctors. So they're getting their rooms in Harley Street and they're charging insane prices and they're refusing to work with people. And unless spirit says you can't work with someone, I will always work with people who come to me and are ready to work. I will do a journey and if in the journey the guidance says I am not the right healer for them, I will share that with them and say I'm, the not, I'm not the right healer for you. This is the guidance I got in the journey. But what a lot of healers have started doing is sort of crop picking and going, oh, I don't want to work with you because it's not an interesting enough case or um, it's too difficult for them or, you know, they had a feeling that it wasn't going to be right. And you get these kind of spiritual bullshit that they dish out, you know. Oh, the healing is within you and you'll be fine. And yes, there is a lot of truth to that. The healing is within us. But we also need someone to help us when we're sinking and when we are uh, running on empty. And so the healers that refuse to work with people because their guides told them so or, you know, it doesn't feel right are usually bullshit healers and you're better off without them. But if a healer does a journey for you, if they're a shamanic healer, because that's the only way they're going to get clear guidance, if they're a shamanic healer and they do a shamanic journey for you and the guidance is that this isn't the right healer for you, fair enough. But most healers who are behaving in this way aren't, aren't getting their guidance that way, you know? They're just going, oh, a guide told me, or I had a feeling, or I used my pendulum. And all of these are not foolproof ways of getting guidance. So, there are very few healers working in the light right now. But that is not a reason not to do the work. Because we will always get the help that we need when we are clear on the help that we need. One of the reasons why people attract to them healers that are not in the light is through this unresolved, unhealed wounding. They're just attracting more wounding. And it's a difficult lesson, but once it's learned, it resolves itself, and they get on the right track. And I often meet clients and students who have seen a lot of other healers, and they're losing hope. And then for some reason they find me, and they wish they'd found me sooner on their journey. And they can't believe that I'm not out to 
you know, take their money and run or harm them in some way. It's, it's quite sad with some people in that they can't see that I'm genuinely trying to help them because they've been so hurt by people who shouldn't have hurt them, especially healers. So they don't believe the honesty with which I communicate with them or the fact that I'm genuinely trying to help them. And I don't have an agenda. I'm not trying to control them or become their best friend or take over their life. And so I see a lot of this. I see a lot of clients and students who've been abused by inappropriate healers. And when we trace the root cause, it's because they hadn't really addressed this core wound. And even with these healers, they weren't addressing this core wound. They were going to them for other things like, oh, I want to learn how to manifest money or I want to have a reading. Like They weren't doing the work. Because when you truly want to do the work, really do the work, you will find the people that can help you. I do believe that. So I think it's imperative, more so than ever before, that we do that inner work, that we look to our wounds, that we stop becoming open wounds that can be preyed upon, that we fill ourselves up with power so we can be of service to ourselves and we can be of service in the world. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Do check it out, see the work that I offer, and also what else may be able to assist you at this time. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace, and abundance. Until the next time.